What's up, guys? I'm Diego, and this is my partner, Saeed. We're both part of State of, Ele- State of Elevation. We're a small clothing brand from El Paso, and today we're going to be here speaking on El Paso Creators Podcast on a number of topics. And yeah. I don't know if you want to tell them, say a little bit about what we do and what the brand consists of. All right. So we're State of Elevation. We're based here in El Paso, Texas. Um, we started about a year ago, uh, almost. It's going to be a year on May. And um, yeah, we're a streetwear brand. Uh, we like to focus more on um, like high-end fashion later on but for now you know we're doing the streetwear thing and uh yeah we'll see uh what goes on as you know time goes by and you know we have to deal with all this COVID stuff but yeah here we are awesome guys well I appreciate you guys being on the show um it's kind of to me it's interesting to see somebody else who also started a brand about a year ago when COVID hit and all that so we'll touch on that a little bit on how you guys had affected you guys on how you guys got through it, how you guys had to change or adjust. Um, Cause we kind of had to do the same too. So it's kind of interesting to see how other people did it as well. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask was um, state of elevation, the name of it. I always like to ask um, brand owners where the name came from. And then also what inspired you guys to, to be into clothing or um, get into that certain street style of clothing. Uh, I could take that one. So the name state of elevation actually came pretty naturally you know it came before the brand actually and so when we talk about state of elevation we just we're we're talking a little bit about a mindset where you're always focused on improving yourself becoming that best version of yourself you know because we all have that potential to get better no matter where you are you might be smartest kid in your class or you might be best athlete but you always have potential to break that threshold and get better you know and our brand really wants to promote that that mindset that there's always room for improvement and you can always work harder to become better and so our brand kind of came inspired because we've always been interested in fashion i mean and it's it's been more indirectly you know we just like dressing up you know wearing expressing ourselves through our clothing and wearing different types of clothes you know and when the pandemic hit, we had a lot of spare time, way too much spare time. And so we started working on something that we had an idea uh, back in high school. And we're like, you know, maybe we should start executing. So we started working on this clothing brand, which is something that had been talked about before, but it took, it took a pandemic for us to, to get it going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on too. And I know we said in the beginning is the pandemic, but before we get to that, um, I know you said you're, you're living in Austin right now and your partner here is living in El Paso. So um, how, how is that working out for you guys? And also I want to talk to you about how important do you think it is for uh, you to maintain a brand and how to run brand management? Uh, how do you guys do that when you guys are in, in two different cities? How do you guys maintain the brand and get it going and operating? Well, Honestly, it is hard. Um, it's harder than I thought it would be. Um, well, we honestly, we just try to keep in contact as much as possible. Like we'll FaceTime as much as we can. He actually came to El Paso like 
almost two months ago. And hopefully I can be doing the same, like going over there, like so we could work. Just better to like catch up and in person it just makes things better. But um yeah, man, it's it's pretty complicated and it takes a lot of patience and yeah. And and how do you guys like how do you guys manage through it? Like what what kind of keep things do you guys do in order to keep the communication going or to keep things operating like when you're selling? Okay, so uh me and Saeed are actually pretty good friends. We're really great friends, so we just keep contact in general even if it's not professionally, you know, like we were friends before all of this. So um, sometimes like we understand that it gets tough for both of us because we're both going to, to school right now. And so sometimes I don't have time to be working on something, but Saeed does and vice versa. And we always try to ask each other what's going on. Like sometimes I might be working on a certain design and I might get a little stuck. And I send it over to Saeed and even if he's busy, he finds the time to look at it, you know, and make certain tweaks or, or maybe approve it and say, oh, I really like that. You know, I feel like that's something that we could use. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult, but it's, it's very manageable. It just takes communication and communication. And it's, it's something that we like doing. So it's not, it's not something that, that we're forced to be doing, you know? No, yeah, yeah, and I agree. Like, if, if it's something that you both have a passion to to do, then it, it wouldn't be as hard as to somebody who is just probably doing it for the business. I know earlier before uh, we did the show, you mentioned um, your motive, your motives behind um, doing this, not as much as for the money, but because it's your passion, it's your stress relief. So, um, and I also want to talk about, because you, you both started a year ago, and so now I want to jump into the whole pandemic part. Um, how did you guys adjust to it? What did you guys think you needed? What, what did you guys need to adapt to? Um, maybe virtual adjustments, things like that. How did you guys keep going during the pandemic? Um, well, it was honestly pretty weird, but uh, the good thing, like you mentioned, was that um, we had a lot of time. Uh, so honestly, besides school, that's pretty much all we did. But the hard part uh, was like, you know, photo shoots or trying to promote like the newest piece that we're releasing. Um, I don't know what else, um, but yeah, no. the The only difficult part was, you know, getting getting to work with with models and and uh, photographers, especially during the pandemic. We had to be very COVID conscious and be very safe with meeting with, with certain people. So it made it a little bit harder to really interact with people and make those uh, those <laughs> connections in the El Paso creatives world, you know, but. Moving forward in the pandemic, we're really hopeful that since we were a COVID brand, we are a COVID business, that's all we've seen. So we're really hopeful that once we, we get out of this pandemic and, starts, and things start looking more normal, we can begin to start seeing uh, more advantages, you know, like we can, uh, we've always wanted to work with pop-up shops and other local artists. And, you know, it's been difficult because a lot of these events aren't taking place right now, but we're really excited that once the pandemic subsides, we have the time to do so. Yeah, and, and so you guys, you guys are looking to do pop-up shops, you guys are looking to do more in-person things, um, but you guys obviously had to start virtually. How did you guys, what did you guys do uh, virtually? Did you guys like do an online store or how did you guys go about marketing your brand uh, during this whole pandemic um, online? Yeah, so 
when when we began we we kind of just started as an instagram you know we started um we started with our friends you know promoting it to our friends and our that would lead to them telling their friends you know and it, little by little our network started expanding and during like the middle like let's say december-ish so a few months in you know a few a few pieces in we started working with uh, an online store because before we would take all our orders through instagram because we were more of an el paso based store but we started realizing that our 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 base was growing outside El Paso, so we need a platform to promote it to the people outside of El Paso. So we moved up to a online store format, and it's been really interesting because we get to see both sides. You know, we get to see how local deliveries work. You know, Saeed does a lot of those. I know he spends a lot of time delivering to people out there, but we also get to see how we have to ship out shirts to certain places. You know. Um, recently one of the one of the issues we had with our last drop was that we had a, a number of people contact us on on Instagram through private message um, and they were foreign you know we had someone from Sweden we had we had someone from I think Italy it was and they were asking us like is there a way for us to get a t-shirt like yeah through our online store you know and but then once I went into the online store I realized that they charge $15 shipping yeah and and it's, it's, it's been something that we've been trying to manage with because it's kind of ridiculous. Like we try to keep our pieces a little bit on the, on the lower end of the price scale and to see that some of our customers have to pay almost double to get a shirt. I, I don't know. That's just sucked. Yeah. It's definitely tough, especially internationally. Um, now I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. Um, I do think it's important to talk about how people start up a brand or how to start up a clothing brand, whether you're doing clothing, um, jewelry, any type of accessories or anything in general and that you're selling. Um, what would you guys recommend would probably be the first thing you guys would probably need to do in order to start a digital e-commerce brand or something like that? Well, a piece of advice I'd give is probably to be uh, aware that it's not easy and it takes time. Like anything good takes time or it's gonna be difficult. So it requires a lot of patience. Um, and also as time has went by, like we've noticed how important it is to like market your stuff. Like it's just not gonna sell like that. So I think it's also important, like if you have like a business and I don't know, on Instagram or something to start promoting with like ads and all that, it's really helpful actually. Like so many people get to see it and stuff and also ask around like your friends like hey, uh, do you guys like this um you know just try to get as many opinions as you can and yeah yeah i think when, when you're starting up a brand it's really good to understand people's opinions like sometimes you might see something and you might think oh this is amazing you know this has to be a hit and it it, it can be with jewelry or clothing or anything but you have to really get the opinion of other people because that's the people who are going to be uh, taking the time to look at, at what, you're pro what you're trying to sell and what you're trying to provide. And so that's one thing. I also think it's when starting up a brand, it's really important to have a plan. You know, I always say just jump into it. And that's part of it. You know, you have to overcome that fear that you're going to fail. But you also have to have a set plan of uh, where you you set goals for yourself. For example, uh, when we first began, we would we would say, okay, 
We're, we've been a brand for a month. In three months, we want to have double our follower count right now. And we also want to have double the shirt sales. And we want to have uh, our first sale outside of El Paso, for example. And so it's really important to just have a, a plan where you set those goals for yourself and you can be meeting them. And slowly but surely, you'll you start becoming a, a real brand of your own. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree with that. Um, having a plan beforehand on how, you're, for example, you're going to market how Saeed mentioned learning advertisements and how to run ads through Facebook. I feel like that's a very important key thing, um, especially into converting people into sales and stuff like that, like your post. Um, so now I want to go to two different type of questions and I want to split them into two. The first one would kind of be, um, how do you guys see the fashion industry here in El Paso or even internationally or nationally? And then also the home, the home court here in El Paso. Um, what is the home court and how would you guys explain that? All right, well, I can do the fashion one if you want, Dale, and you could do the home code. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, well, we've noticed that there's a lot of brands here in El Paso, like clothing brands and stuff, which is pretty cool to see. Um, and, yeah, I feel like um, this is just an opinion, but I feel like fashion on its own is going to, like, have a revolution uh, starting – I think it started last year because I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of people being more like aware of, you know, how they put themselves together with their uh, garments and stuff, which is pretty cool to see since honestly, we've always been into fashion. And um, yeah, uh, I feel like also like social media, like Instagram, TikTok and all that has a lot of influence on that. And yeah, hopefully, um, more people get into it it's cool to see i personally like to see it and i also like to get inspired and all that so yeah, yeah no, I, I completely agree with Saeed. oh i'm sorry Isaac, were you gonna say something? <laughs> no, i was just gonna ask him that this follow-up question is just um how important do you think it is to get creative with your the fashion or the the clothing that you create whether <laughs> you're it minimal or you're going exotic and creating like some crazy thing where somebody's wearing like an orange outfit or something like that like how important do you think the creativity aspect of implementing it into your clothing is mm. I mean I, I could answer this you know I, I think personally for our brand you know we just want to put stuff out there that we would wear personally and I think with the growing fashion industry you know now you see so many streetwear brands out there especially on social media sites like Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. So it's, it's difficult to, to set yourself aside from other brands. But I think if, if you really understand what the people want to see and what people like to wear, then it, it doesn't become too difficult. You know, uh, Saeed and I have personally had some, sometimes some pieces where we were, we were wrong in opinion and they were not the most creatively... <laughs> The, the most creative fashion pieces out there, you know, and they don't do so well. But when we start understanding what, and it's kind of like what Say was saying earlier that we ask around, you know, we actually have a, a closer group of, of uh, followers on our Instagram and we talk to them and ask them, oh, what do you guys think about this piece? You know, what would you guys like to see? Do you guys like a, a beige piece, a brown piece? You know, are you guys liking this? Are you guys liking that? And so 
yeah, I feel like it's it's also just very important to understand what people want because you could go very exotic. We've seen a lot of exotic stuff out there, but sometimes exotic is not what people want. Yeah, it's sometimes it's just not it. Yeah. And and now going back to that question I asked you, Diego, about the the home court. Um, what is that, and you know how important do you think that is? Okay, so uh, Saeed and I actually played uh, in a sports team together. We played soccer at, at Hanks High. Go Knights! But um, so one of the things that my coach would always be talking about was that home court, you know, and this is something that we've been familiar with for for a number of years. The home, the El Paso home court is kind of talking about how a lot of people in El Paso straight out of high school, whether it's academically or, or because they're, they're athletes, whatever. Um, they, they leave El Paso, you know, they go to a certain college or they go to a certain city and they spend a year or two there. And a lot of times they end up giving up on whatever they were doing to come back to El Paso. And so this was something that our coach really made us wary of because he told us, okay, guys, if you guys are going to train hard your whole life and you guys are going to practice and you're going to make it out there, make it out there. Don't come back um, uh, until you finish, until you accomplish what you want. And so I personally think that that kind of relates to the, the, the culture in El Paso. It's kind of a, a Hispanic mindset that and it, it's been going on for generations, you know, you, you can't really blame your parents because their parents did the same to them and their parents did the same to them where it's, it's not, it's not very normalized for people to leave their home early on in their lives. It, it's very, it's very normal for people to stay with their parents. Uh, I know Saeed knows a lot about this topic, so I don't know if he wants to touch a little more on that. Well, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, um, we've seen it a lot with our friends um, who played, you know, soccer or whatever, or, just wanted to continue their academic, uh, whatever they want to do in school. But um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that, that I, I fell victim to that. Like sometimes I really want to leave El Paso, but there's like a lot of fear that unfortunately was like passed down to me by my parents, but I don't blame them. Cause like you said, something that goes on for generations, it's a cultural thing, like a, what they call it what do they call it like a generational curse pretty much but um yeah like it's good to see like people from a past will leave like you know Diego like it's cool to see him be out there and hopefully he doesn't come back um but yeah um hopefully one day uh I could get out of here I don't hate El Paso but it's just I feel like it would help my growth as a person no, yeah, yeah, and I agree, and that's, that's that's very interesting to hear. Is that like you also you also get out of your comfort zone? Um, it's not always such a bad thing to get out of your comfort zone and go try to new things. I always think about it as like when you're experimenting. It's like if if you say you don't like an apple, but you've never tried an apple, then how are you gonna know if you like it or not? So it's just getting out there, trying different things, experimenting. Um, really much like I said, just getting out of your comfort zone, and you never know what can happen. You know, you could expand your audience, your your customers, or your brand, or things like that. You can meet somebody who can change your life, per se. So um, there's just different things like that. So so I agree, and it's an interesting topic to talk about. Um, but what are some things that maybe you guys saw that you guys are getting better at, or that you guys are, are experimenting on your end? Um, so when we first started our brand, 
we had no prior knowledge to designing graphic design anything you know um, I personally had not even owned a computer yet and so when we first started we would we would make our designs uh, by hand we would draw them out and that would take time you know to really perfect them and really make them look how we wanted them to look and we would then take that to the, the screen printer and they, they would make a mock of kind of what we wanted to make but I think we really improved in that sense because we we started learning more about graphic design and using the Adobe products and we learned how how to make our own designs you know and we really were able to make our vision come to life because it doesn't go through so many stages of oh it's getting drawn by us it's getting graphically designed by someone else that's not even one of us and then it's getting printed um, it just goes straight from us to the printer to the shirt and to our customers yeah and I mean, I'm sure along all those lines, like you said, when you don't have a computer, you're learning graphic designing, um, a lot of mistakes came about. So like, what kind of mistakes did you guys make and how did you guys learn from them or grow from them? Um, yeah, we wanna talk about that, our one miss. Oh, <laughs> just had to bring it up. Yeah, so we had a, well, I'd say we've, we've had a few shirts that have been all right. Like they weren't our best work, but um. I feel like that happens when we don't like when we just rush things and um, we don't take time to actually think, well, what are we doing with this? Uh, what does it mean? Like, you know, when it's not genuine, I feel like it's it's not going to be as good. So, um, yeah, we just try to take as much time as we can now whenever we like FaceTime or like you said, sends me a design. I'll try to work on it or I'll send him a design um when there's better communication and we're more genuine about what we want to do i feel like that that makes things better i feel like a lot of times when people want to start a uh, not just a fashion brand any type of consumer product a lot of times it's very forced because it's it's really chasing you know the profits and and, and making the most money possible and that's kind of uh, a trap that side and i felt into after a first couple of shirts we started making a, a decent amount of money and so we wanted more you know and we would start uh there was a couple of shirts where we, we weren't too sure about it but we were like oh we need to get a shirt out now because it's been over a month and a half and we'd get it out and it just wouldn't work out so i think that's one of the biggest things that we realized we realized that you can't really you can't really force creativity it has to come naturally mm -hmm. yeah no, I, I agree with that too. Um, you know, it's something called, um, I forgot what it's called, but like just taking a, a break, you know, even if you need a break and from creativity or you don't have an idea, you don't want to rush and just come up with something like you guys said, and then just throw it out there. Um, take a break to think about yourself, let your mind flow and let your creativity flow. You know, it's going to come back to you, but sometimes you do need a break in order for you to get that one idea instead of going through like 10 ideas and then having them all be out bad. Um, so, so I agree with that. What key characteristics do you guys see personally in yourselves that helped your brand grow? Like what key characteristics do you guys each have personally that help out the brand? I think since we're a team of two, we both have characteristics, individual characteristics that really help the brand. I feel like personally, I'm more analytical and I feel like I run the business side of things a little bit more. And Saeed is more on the creative side where it's easier for him to start designing and up with different ideas that maybe are not part of the fashion industry i feel like saeed is really the one who 
comes up with the things that are more groundbreaking per se that you don't really see out there in the fashion business. Um, but yeah, I personally, I think some of the characteristics that have helped me have been, you know, just that, that ability to jump into, into things, you know, without being too scared, you know, I feel like that's been a great, a huge factor because especially jumping into the, the fashion industry, we didn't know anything about screen printers or what the best quality shirts are or where to get tags or where to get this or where to get that. And so uh, that was one of the things that helped me, you know, just jump into it, ask around and see what you can find. And, and what's, what's the process of making a shirt? How do you guys go about from like the design process to like selling it and finishing <laughs> selling it? You want to talk about that too? Yeah, sure. So um, first we start with a design. I mean, we have a lot of designs, but, um, and they just keep stacking up, which is good. But um, yeah, we just, we pick one. Um, then we go ahead and decide how many shirts we're doing. We, we usually get quotes and stuff to kind of um, estimate how much money we're gonna uh, be investing into this drop. Then we go ahead and go to the, with our screen printer, our local screen printer, and uh, they get things done pretty fast, actually. Shout out to La Estrella. And yeah, then after that, that's where, where the fun part comes. I think this is a fun part when we get to photo shoot and like start promoting, being mysterious about things. And yeah. And, um, where if you guys if you guys weren't doing like fashion and all that or a fashion brand would you guys be doing any other brand or what else would you guys be doing if you guys weren't doing fashion mm. no, Honestly, i mean i don't know what i'd be doing right now i i mean i personally have always been uh, more oriented towards my studies you know i i love school i love learning i love studying i mean call me weird but whatever and I think Saeed, Saeed's being a little too humble right now. Um, Saeed does have a, a pretty good um, ear for music. And I think he'd be working on some music right now because Mads knows what's up. <laughs> and, and backtracking a little bit, how, how important do you guys think fashion is? And do you guys follow like local trends or do you, how do you guys keep up with the trends and how important do you guys think fashion is? Mm, well, I'd say social media helps a lot with that. Um, so it's always good to try to stay tuned with what's going on out there. I wouldn't say we like following trends as much, but um, sometimes it does help, you know, bring more people in. It's kind of like a pull factor kind of thing to just get them to see like, what do you have in store? But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully one day we could come up with a hit that's just the new trend or something. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that, that kind of sometimes differentiates us because I feel like even though we do keep up with the trends out there, we kind of try to do our own thing. Even if it, like, sometimes for example, there, there was this recent trend with tote bags. I don't know if you, for example, you've seen and we really like that trend personally and we really wanted to have that in our store so we went ahead and came up with our own tote bags right so in a sense we we did base ourselves off a of fashion trend but i don't think it's so much 
because of the trend that's going on, but it's because it's something that we want to put out there. And so I really think, especially in the future, once we start picking up more, once COVID ends and stuff, I feel like uh, really doing our own thing is really going to help us out and putting our name out there. Yeah, no, and I agree. And and so you guys talked about a little bit of things that you guys would have been doing if you guys weren't doing this. Um, of course, you like learning a lot and Saeed likes music a lot. Uh, to me, I would kind of call those like losing losing like your your second talents in order to pursue your your first talents. And so I wanted to go into what type of maybe sacrifices or, you know, critical points that you guys hit, you know, that you guys maybe had to let go of or uh, push through <laughs> in order to keep doing these type of things. I think one of, or you want to take a say? No, you could go, bro. Okay. I think one of the biggest sacrifices we might have had to make was monetary. Starting off, we started off with $200. We just started with $200. We made 12 shirts, sold them, you know? And that was a pretty big risk because um, there's a lot of times where we're, we're running low on money because we don't really put in too much money into it. It's more of like, you know, we started with the $200 and slowly it's been building and building and building and building. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest risks that we take. I also think uh, another risk that we take is sometimes um, it's personal, you know, a lot of times we, we could be doing other activities like going out with friends or, you know, spending time doing uh, with leisure activities. But instead, we, we, we try to work on the brand when we have the time to. And so I feel like that's another personal sacrifice. But again, it's it's all fun, you know, it's not something that we don't enjoy doing. So I I, I personally don't feel like there's been too much sacrifice. I don't know what you think, Sayu. No, yeah, I, I'd say the main sacrifice, like you mentioned, is time. But if you really like this, then it's not much of a sacrifice. It's just you doing what you love doing. Mm -hmm. No, and I, and I agree. Um, you know, there's, there's like how you guys keep saying, if it's something you guys like, you're going to want to just do it out of your own, your own will. Um, of course, you know, not going out with friends, you'll be losing that. Um, but I mean, those things wouldn't matter too much about you. If this is what you like doing is what you want to focus your time on. Um, so going on with that, um, what are maybe like things that you guys see that other people are doing that you guys might've tried doing and it's worked out for you guys? or maybe things that didn't work out for you guys, but you guys tried? Um, no, I think, I've, I, I personally think that uh, specifying on the El Paso fashion scene, because there's a lot of brands out there. I think the, the things that we tried doing is just motivate ourselves a little more, you know? If we see a certain El Paso brand growing, we think to ourselves, okay, we have no excuse to not be growing either. So we got to start working harder. You know, we got to start, we got to start making better designs. We got to start making things that people like. And yeah, I think that's one of the things that, that plays a factor into it. Mm -hmm. Any comments, say? So what? Any comments? No, yeah, the friendly competition is always, it's, it's cool to see, you know, other brands doing good. Uh, that, that should motivate you. It motivates us. You know, I hope everyone here in El Paso is just doing good and putting in their best art out. Yeah, awesome. And so this next question, it's going to kind of be split in two as well, is what best 
advice have you guys received and what advice would you guys give out? Um, personally, I think one of the, the biggest pieces of advice I got, um, it wasn't so much from someone that works in business. I mean, in fashion, it was from my dad. So sometimes when, when stuff got rough with, with state of relation, um, he would tell me, you know what? At the end of the day, this is all for fun. You're doing this because it's something that you enjoy doing. So just go back to that. You might be stressed about this drop that's coming up. You might be stressed about, oh, maybe it's not selling as many shirts as you thought it would or as many pieces. But just going back to remembering why you started doing this in the first place is really helpful, you know? When th things start to get a little rough, just remember that you're doing this because you want to do this. And if you, if you don't like it anymore, then it, it, was a, it was a fair try, you know? You got to express yourself the way you, you wanted to, but at the end of the day, it just didn't work out for you personally. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to answer the other question, but. I'll go for it. Go for it. Okay. No, I, I think, again, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I'd personally give would be don't be scared. You know, the worst thing that can happen is you fail and you, you go back to where you started. There's not, you're not going to lose from it. You can only gain. So, don't be scared to pursue any passion that you have, whether it's artistically, musically, academically, athletically, just do what you like to do and do it because you enjoy doing it. I 100% I agree with that. Um, you really much don't have anything to lose. I mean, everybody has a secret <laughs> talent. And to me, the reason we've done this brand is because we've I've personally seen friends who they've have like artistic talents or painting talents, musical talents, but because somebody gave them this negative um, approach or told them they can't do it or that they can't make anything out of it, um, end up losing that talent. They never pursued it. They became something else that they don't want to do. And so um, I agree with that. It's just one, it's hanging out with the right people. And two, it's just, you know, going out and doing what you actually love to do. And if you have a special talent, go out and try to make something out of it because it's something that you like to do. So I 100% agree with that. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, to kind of end things out is uh, compared to where you guys are at right now, what is something you, you know now that you wish you guys would have known when you first got started? Mm. Well, the first thing um, would be, I guess, you know, you got to be willing to sacrifice things. Uh, they say in order to win, you got to lose. Um, like he, like Diego mentioned, you know, don't, don't be afraid to fail. Failing is just a lesson learned and it's just, you know, part of growth. Without failing, like, if you think about it, you really have no purpose because, you know, you're just stagnant. You're staying in the same place. You're not learning. You're not growing. So, yeah, you know, just go out there and really just give your best. Uh, don't be afraid and be yourself. Yeah. Diego, would you want to add anything to that or it's pretty much all in a nutshell? think a lot of times fear overcomes us and it keeps us in a certain place uh, again kind of going back to the home court topic I feel like that's the main issue kind of like how you were saying earlier that someone gave them a negative opinion and that changed their whole perspective on their art 
I feel like that's that's a, a huge problem uh, in El Paso, especially. I feel like uh, a lot of people are very opinionated and letting those opinions affect you is something that we should all work to overcome. Because at the end of the day, again, if you're there stagnant, then you're not making any progress to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing because like, I think it was the, the last art show that we did. Um, we had an artist who was who's very scared of coming out and showcasing her work because she didn't think anybody would like it or you know she was kind of already giving out on it she came out she became a vendor she sold some of her artwork it was her first show and by her selling her own artwork it motivated her and it showed her that a lot of people did like her work and things like that and so now she's pursuing it more she's on more shows more more um, markets and all that and so it is, it is an amazing thing to see um also, kind of to just end things out, um, what's next for you guys? What are you guys working on? Is there a new job that you guys are releasing? Um, what's in store for you guys? Okay. Um, so we, we plan to release a few single pieces uh, because we have a couple of designs out there that we really, we really want our, our, our base to see and we really want to put them out there. But our biggest project that's coming up probably has to be for the summer. We're hoping that by the summer, the pandemic has cleared out a little bit and we're able to do more with it. And so we're really excited to, because we've been working on, on this collection for a few months now. And it's, it's a few things that we've never done before. So we're really excited to, for everyone to see them. We're really excited to put them out there and we're really excited to see people wearing them. Um, where, where can people find you guys? Where can people go reach out to you guys? Maybe see your store, maybe look into you guys. Um, where can they reach out? Well, first of all, they can reach out on Instagram at State of Elevation, but Elevation has two eyes. And um, our website, which is www.stateofelevation.com. Uh, it's still up. Um, we have a few pieces that are left in case, you know, anyone wants to check things out or maybe get themselves a garment. Yeah, no, and uh, we, also, we also love talking to people that, that like our, our, our clothing. Um, again, we've, we've been expanding outside of El Paso and you know, it's nice to uh, hear from other people. Uh, I know Saeed was talking to someone from, I think, um, San Diego last time and just talking about the fashion industry and talking about what they would like to see. So it's always nice to hear out from anyone for, with anything that they might want to see or any opinions that they might have. Awesome. Yeah. And that's the one thing I like seeing is that when people start connecting um, with similar interests, so like photographers meet other photographers and then they, they end up collaborating or designers meet other designers and they collaborate on designs. Um, that's something that we kind of want to do um, soon is that when we, when we do our merch, we want to have local artists make our merch for us and put their designs on there and put their artwork and things like that. Uh, that'd be interesting to support any other artist or, you know, local creative. Um, but guys, it was a pleasure having you guys on the show. Um, I've learned a lot about you guys. I've definitely learned about the home homestead um, stand I or the home court. I didn't know what that was, but it's interesting. And that's, it's always about just trying to get out of your comfort zone. And so um, I don't know if there's anything else you guys maybe wanted to state or talk about or mention. Oh, I mean, thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Um, we're really happy to be on here. And yeah, again, thank you. Uh, hopefully the El Paso scene begins to grow 
and yeah. all aspects creatively because you know at the end of the day we're all trying to make something out of ourselves.